This is Against All Enemies, a show about threats to American democracy. Political violence is on the rise. An alarming percentage of Americans believe they may have to take up arms against their neighbors. Some are already doing so. Against All Enemies highlights the activities of extremist organizations and their enablers. Our goal is to educate, not to alarm. The threats are real. But if we know what we are up against, together we can beat them. It's Ken Harbaugh with Against All Enemies on the Midas Touch Network. The Surgeon General of Florida just declared that the new COVID booster is unsafe. Let me be clear, he is wrong. The federal government, including the CDC and every federal agency responsible for safeguarding our vaccines, says it is safe. But because of politics and because of who his boss is, this political appointee of Governor Ron DeSantis is sowing fear about this life-saving shot. I talked with Amanda Weinstein, a fellow vet, but much smarter than I am. She's got a PhD about the larger implications of this and the alarming rise within the Republican Party of not just vaccine skepticism, but a rejection of science itself. It's going to affect all of us. Take a listen. I've got Amanda Weinstein back on the show today. She's an Air Force Academy grad with a PhD and one of the smartest observers of cultural phenomenon that I know, and of course, the co-host of the Suburban Women Problem podcast. Amanda, I wanted to talk to you about this insane report coming out of Florida that the Surgeon General there, no doubt prompted by the governor and motivated by his political aspirations, is recommending Floridians not to take the new COVID booster shot. Here's the clip. I think most people in the United States recognize that the safety of these vaccines is unlike, certainly unlike flu, which they always try and pair it with and compare it to, but this is a very different type of medication and it's an unsafe medication. I mean, it's really unfortunate that this is what so many Americans have been persuaded to take. How could we ever trust people that like Joe Biden, if you get the vaccine, you're never gonna get COVID. Okay, so there's a lot there. I think it's indisputable that politics are driving this vaccine hesitancy. What do you make of the fact, though, that the government of one of our largest states with a huge population of of seniors is going against federal guidelines, the best evidence out there, the collective wisdom of the CDC and the NIH and everyone else and telling people, I think in this case, specifically under 65, not to take the booster. I mean, I definitely don't need a DeSantis lackey to tell me whether or not I should take a vaccine or basically make any medical decision for me or tell me what to do. However, there are some people who probably are listening to a DeSantis lackey who will be encouraged not to go get this. And it's especially dangerous for the people that are most vulnerable a lot of them live in Florida because they are older generations who are more susceptible to have some of the serious outcomes from COVID. So it's really dangerous. And it's just shocking how political that they continue to make this. When the phrase is out there, regardless of whether they try to follow it with some nuanced explanation, when the phrase is out there that this vaccine is unsafe, which is what the Surgeon General of Florida said, that is what people are are left with. And I'm 
at least somewhat encouraged to see the flood of comments saying blood on your hands, but I don't think that's an exaggeration. People are going to pick up on that phrase. They're not going to take the vaccine and some are going to die. That's exactly right. And they're trying to play up on the fears that this is something new and something scary, but we have had this happen in previous generations. We look at the history of the polio vaccine. That was new and that was scary, but we had some of our greatest generations say, you know what, we are going to do this. And we're not going to ask, what about me? We're going to ask, what could we do for our country? We have seen previous generations do that for us and wipe out polio. So we don't have to worry about our kids becoming paralyzed and dying because they took the vaccine. And these are stories, histories that we know they don't want to tell our kids. This is part of why we see them wanting to rewrite our history and to ignore those parts. And it's really dangerous, but it brings up other issues that they just don't want to talk about. Only about half of adults regularly even get a flu shot. And the flu can actually be very dangerous for that same older population, just the regular flu, not even COVID. So we have people that lack access to healthcare, affordable and accessible, even flu shots, let alone COVID shots. This is a bigger issue that just we don't want to talk about or just the larger issues with our healthcare system in general. I think the the meta issue here is this creeping anti-science attitude on the right. And, and it's no longer really creeping. It seems to have overtaken swaths of the Republican Party. And I was diving deep in it. Try, I've been trying to understand it for, for, for ages. Oh, good luck. But I came across <laughs> you went recent, down that rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MIT published a really interesting article recently about the growing anti-science sentiment within the Republican Party specifically. And this is, is from the abstract, and I'd love your reaction to it. This distrust per MIT researchers was cultivated by conservative business leaders for nearly a century, but took stronghold during the Reagan administration, largely in response to scientific evidence of environmental crises that invited government response. I, I think you know where this is going. Thus, science, particularly environmental and public health science, became the target of conservative anti-regulatory attitudes. What began as sort of the inherent anti-government sentiment within the Republican Party on the right more broadly has morphed into distrust of, of science as a, an a objective arbiter of truth. I don't know if they planned on that, but it's it certainly seems to be happening. And the origins are, are fascinating to me, if that's indeed right. I think that's exactly right. Because when you have science point to the need for some type of action for government, you're going to see the anti-government side say, whoa, now we don't like science anymore. And you're gonna see the same thing whether you're talking about climate change or in this case, when you talk about healthcare, right? So on the economic side, so we have theories here about what we call externalities. Basically when your actions have a real cost, dollar value cost on someone else, healthcare is all about that. When you choose not to get the flu shot, not to get the COVID vaccine, you are putting a real cost onto someone else, which then by theory requires some type of action to remove that cost you put on someone else, which means some type of government action, right? So you're going to see this very anti-science come out because they don't want to see government involvement in any of this, but all of that really does have a cost on our democracy, as you pointed out. It also has a real dollar value cost on our economy. 
we're starting to see that with climate change when we see the disasters happening and having to care, having to take care of floods and take care of houses that have been destroyed and fires. We're also going to see it on healthcare. Not everyone has access to healthcare. The more people that get COVID, that get the flu, that get anything because of this, someone's going to have to pay for that. And if they don't have access for healthcare, it puts them in an ER, which increase health costs for everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. I've got a quick break here, but I need a favor first. Shows like this depend on your support. Please, if you can spare five seconds, click the link to the podcast version of the show below and leave us a five-star review. It really does help. Thanks. Let's talk about the political dimension of this controversy in particular. You have this Surgeon General handpicked by Governor DeSantis, reappointed after enormous controversy in his first term. Uh, per NBC, his former supervisor, this is Dr. Ladapo, his former supervisor at UCLA, discouraged Florida officials from hiring the controversial doctor, explaining that he relies on his opinions more than scientific evidence. Political Gut feeling. Reported. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's not science. I mean, it, it might no, it might fit well with the conservative audience that his boss, Governor DeSantis, needs to appeal to. Well, speak to that because I think it's obvious to you and me that this is a a political gesture to the 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 primary voting base that Governor DeSantis is hoping to to shore up with no hope of. I mean, we can get into the electoral politics in a second, but. What is your reaction when political ambition goes so far as to lead to this kind of of medical advice? I mean, it's basically, you know, snake oil sales, right? This goes back to when we had literal people trying to sell snake oil, right? And try to make a buck of saying, you know what? I know you're feeling this and let me use those feelings against you to sell you this snake oil, which just so happens, I'm telling you, to fix the feelings that you're feeling right now. And it's no different. We have the exact same thing going on of just selling this snake oil and then, you know, saying, don't take the vaccine, right? Do this instead. Don't do that, right? Based on no evidence whatsoever. And it goes along also with this culture. Part of the culture of science is we continually are learning more and we are changing our minds and changing our opinions and we have new information, right? That can be really hard for a party that never wants to apologize, that never wants to say sorry, that never wants to say we learned something new. You just have a culture clash here. Talk to me about that cultural reaction to the the offering of expertise and the way the right seems to revel in in rejecting the advice of what they refer to as as so-called experts i see that more and more these days it's almost a point of pride give me your reaction i mean i think it goes back to how we value expertise and you can get expertise from education, from training, from experience on the job, lived experience, and all of those things really should come into play. And I do think there are times in the scientific community where we maybe have discounted lived experience and the value that that brings. And I think that's part of the resentment here. And 
But really, I think we've gotten better at that. And we can bring both in and thinking about what our expertise tells us, what the data tell us, what can lived experience, how can that inform our data and our processes to get to a better understanding of what is going on with medicine, with humans, in our society, in our economy. And we can really do both in a scientific community. It's not just a gut feeling, right? Gut feelings can be wrong. We all have experiences of when our own gut feelings were wrong. So having data can really help. Maybe our gut feeling's right, maybe it's not. Let's bring in some data to figure out what's actually going on here. I think that's a really important observation because there's a difference between data and and wisdom. And the smartest person in the world might lack the wisdom to understand <laughs> what they're what they're looking at. So that fusing of lived experience with empirical evidence is is absolutely crucial. I get the feeling that none of that is going to matter to someone like DeSantis, who isn't letting the data drive his decisions. It's just the opposite. A a decision is made, a policy is set, or an ambition, a, a goal is envisioned, and everyone around him has to create the data and the support to feed that already existing plan of action. Absolutely. And we have seen time and again, you have seen politicians who will not say they've gotten the COVID vaccine and they will rail against it, but it turns out they got it for them and their families, which I think we seem to ignore the fact that somehow it was the right decision for them, but they're going to convince all their followers not to take the vaccine themselves. And I think that's something we need to pay a little closer attention to, that they're not advocating what's best for your family. They're advocating for what's best for their political career, and they're going to do what's right for their family, regardless of what's right for their political career. I think that's another great point. The the fact that Fox News, which was one of the most egregious purveyors of this anti-science vaccine skepticism required vaccines for all their staff. I, I think we might be able to show a, a clip exposing that. Uh, but, you know, what better evidence of the cynicism of, of those who cast doubt on these things because it gets them clicks or gets them votes when they absolutely know better. But the damage had already been done from that. And you need to find some safe middle ground where people know that the vaccine is safe for you, oh. but you don't. Oh, well, what do you mean? You look, you're fine. You're vaccinated. What do you? Oh, <laughs> it's your turn. <laughs> it's your it's your segment. And I think we need it be calling that out and just saying, look, they're telling us to do something they're not doing themselves. They're not even living what they're preaching, right? There's such a disconnect. And that is classic, right? Snake oil salesmen, right? The snake oil salesmen often aren't taking their own product. They're just trying to sell their own product. Right. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for joining us. We'll have you back uh, next week. Anything exciting coming up on the Suburban Women Problem Podcast? Absolutely. We're going to be talking with Congresswoman Amelia Sykes, one of the most targeted districts across the country. And a fellow Ohioan. Uh, we'll put a link to her Act Blue page in the show notes. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Ken.